This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. If you're doing some Christmas shopping and you pop into the dollar store, hope you're ready to open your wallet. You got to start worrying about the economy when even the dollar store can't maintain their prices. Inflation is coming, Jim. It's a, it was a matter of time, let's be serious, but the Dollar Tree has hiked their prices 25 cents. So instead of like the most of the items being a dollar, now they will most likely all be a dollar 25 at the bottom. So it'll be the dollar 25 tree essentially. Are they going to change the signs? I think they they should legally have to, I say. Yeah. Or change the name to uh Toll Booth Willies. Dollar twenty five pa. <laughs> this is the this is the biggest false advertising lawsuit we've ever had since the never ending story <laughs> was released in theaters. True, but like if you call, call Lionel Hutz. somebody I could just see somebody suing that. Like you know, even though it does not saying everything is a dollar. There are multiple stores. dollars. There cheap. is a store. I, I don't know if it's in the Taz and Jim listening area, but I have seen a store that is called Everything a Dollar. Hmm. So, well, then, then that is. If that's that was the name of the store and everything is now a dollar twenty-five, you should have to change the name yeah. of the store. But if you just called it Dollar Tree, you'd be like, no, we didn't say everything's a dollar. It's just we are have. It's an image of a tree with dollars on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So money grows on yeah. trees mm-hmm. when you shop here. I've also seen signs on stores that say going out of business and they're still open and uh, it's been going on for like a decade now. <laughs> and I guess just like just like we could say we're dying, right? Sure, yeah. We're dying because inevitably we, are, we will die. Yeah, yeah. You could put up a sign. The legal argument would be, well, we are going out of business. Eventually, <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna die someday, and Sony will yeah. bury this business. No, he didn't say we're going out of business immediately, <laughs> but uh, eventually we're going out of business. And people love seeing those signs. Yeah. They rush in there, think they're getting great deals. Everything must go eventually. I mean, <laughs> when the when the asteroid hits, even when you're paying a dollar fifty, you think you're getting a good deal if the store's going out of business. <laughs> if you work hard, you can get it. Anything you want, including your dream house. That's what Connor McDavid of the Edmonton Oilers has done. And he's done an uh, online tour of his Edmonton home for Architectural Digest. Hey, Dee. I'm Connor McDavid. This is my girlfriend, Lauren. Welcome to our home in Edmonton. Come on in. Kind of like a Cribs tour here, Jim. Sure, yeah. And no sooner did this hit the internet... Then uh, did Connor McDavid start getting roasted by everybody? Mm-hmm. Here's a couple examples from Twitter. After seeing Connor McDavid's house, I no longer wish to be rich. <laughs> if it means living in a monochromatic home with no personality, how the hell am I supposed to eat pizza rolls in this house? Everything's a lot of white. A lot of white. A lot, a lot of, of white. It was white and black, or yeah. like maybe a charcoal gray in yeah, there. Yeah. A, a splash of color, and the color <laughs> is charcoal gray. <laughs> McDavid's house is cool in like a hedge fund billionaire who is secretly a serial killer kind of way. <laughs> it does have a an American psycho vibe. Yeah. Uh, Connor McDavid might be the best NHL player, but his house is ugly. That's just straight to the point, I guess. It's so cold and sterile. It's not warm or inviting at all. I hope to God Connor McDavid and his GF stay together forever because they break up. Somebody's going to have to live alone in that house. 
<laughs> Sorry to Connor McDavid, but his house looks like it was built in Minecraft. Now, I, I think the inside looks totally fine. I've been to so many dream homes. This is what they look. This is the style. You, uh, you like the inside of the house, though, and the basketball court in the basement. That's a feature. If you were a multimillionaire, that's something you wouldn't mind having. Yeah, I think that would be the dream. But what what would be the one thing if you were going to build your dream house? You could have your no budget. You can get whatever you want. What would you want in your house? What would make you feel like you've made it? I used to think it was a pool. I used to think the indoor pool was a thing, but then after owning a pool and realizing how much of a hassle it is and how much could go wrong. If you were that rich, it would not be a hassle, No, sir. but I mean, I would prefer an outdoor one. I would prefer like a really nice what outdoor one with a cabana. What indoor that you can swim outdoor? <sighs> no, no. You don't need a pool in your house is what I'm saying. You don't. Somebody else might. Indoor pool to me that that was always one. Like I had a couple friends when I was young, and they had indoor pools. I was like, "Holy cow!" Oh, I didn't know you were friends with the Hilton family, Taz. <laughs> yeah, for me it was uh, it was always uh, train through the living room. <laughs> like Mr. Rogers' neighborhood? <laughs> no, not Mr. Rogers. Ricky Schroeder on Silver Spoons. <laughs> he had arcade machines in his living room and a little train that you could ride through the living room. And oh. I thought it was like a snack train from the kitchen that would bring them, but you that could ride it. That would be pretty sweet, too. Yeah, it was a little train you could ride around the main floor of the house. Huh. Yeah, if I ever make enough money, I'm definitely putting a little train through my house <laughs> that I can ride. Maybe I like your snack train. I, maybe you do like a snack subway. A subway that brings you subway. Oh, my God. From the kitchen. Yep, that'd be good. Go. We've posted uh, McDavid's house. What do you think? Yeah, let us know. Comment section on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. I want to see you peacock. peacock Time for sports. Here's Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. Happy Turkey Bowl, Dev. American Thanksgiving today. Happy American Thanksgiving to you guys back. Let's check in with Aaron Rodgers. How's his, <laughs> how's his COVID toe doing? Well, he was uh, speaking to the media yesterday and decided to hold his foot up to the camera and show everyone <laughs> his bare foot. And uh, he hasn't practiced for two weeks. He described it initially as a COVID injury, which is not actually true. He's got a broken toe. But because he used the word COVID, everyone started to run with it. And the Wall Street Journal, of all places, said Aaron Rodgers had COVID toe. That set things off. That's uh, a real thing, though? COVID toe is a real thing? Well, how come they don't call it COVID then? COVID, that would be good. <laughs> COVID toe is a real thing. It's basically, you get, you know, it's like a skin lesion that you get on your toes, Ew. but it doesn't break your toe. So in what context did Aaron Rodgers bring up COVID, though? Did he say, first I got COVID, now I got a broken toe, or did, like, how did they connect it to? Rodgers, who, because he hadn't practiced for two weeks, he initially described it as a COVID injury, but then he actually revealed yesterday that it was a fractured toe. So people heard... Aaron Rodgers, they heard COVID, they heard toe, and they said, oh, Aaron Rodgers has COVID toe, even though COVID toe doesn't break your bones. Mm-hmm. So That's, I saw a tweet with Rodgers putting his toe up to the camera. It's like, Rex Ryan has entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Rex Ryan loves his tootsies. <laughs> It wasn't a, a shining moment for journalism with uh, the Wall Street Journal, everyone who just ran with what uh, uh, they had. And it wasn't uh, a shining be- moment again for Aaron Rodgers because he didn't exactly accurately describe what was going on. 
Wouldn't it be great if he came out yesterday at the press conference and said, guys, you got to listen. I said I have camel toe. <laughs> <laughs> These pants that God. they make us wear on the field, they're so tight. <laughs> I tell you my clock story from the weekend, Jim? You have a clock story. Got a clock story. <laughs> okay. You know, it was my wedding anniversary, right? Uh-huh. My wife uh, gave me a, a gift. It was a, a big clock that she wanted to hang in the backyard. She's like, here, isn't this great? And we'll always know what time it is in the backyard. And I said, uh, when you get a gift and you don't like it, do you just <laughs> pretend to like it? Every time. Every time. I was going to, I was about to, I bit my tongue and I was going to say, thank you, honey. That's a beautiful giant clock you want to hang on the side of our house. But then I, I would have to live with that clock and I don't want the time. Like sometimes when you're in the backyard, you, it's a getaway. It's, it's an fun oasis. to look at the sun and be like, what time is it? You, well, you don't want the time hanging over your head literally when you're in the backyard relaxing. If I want to know what time it is, I can pull out my cell phone, which mm-hmm. is usually within 10 feet, and I can find out what time it is. Or if I really am desperate to find out the time, I can get up, walk inside the house, and look at one of the five appliances in the, in the, <laughs> in the kitchen that has, has a clock on it, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I just don't think, I didn't see the need to have a giant, like it's a big, probably like three feet by three feet, maybe a little bigger clock that you wanted to hang in the backyard. And I just wasn't feeling it, especially since it was supposed to be a gift for me. Okay, but it was kind of up her alley more, eh? It's like Homer Simpson buying Marge the bowling ball. Yeah, no, I get that part. But, like, there's so much useless stuff that, like, girlfriends and wives hang on walls that is not for the practical reason that it it looks like it's for. It's, like, it's just decoration. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I have, like, a lantern that's beside my TV. I'm never putting a wick in that and carrying it around like a candle. Just like the clock. Like, I'm probably like never an old looking. oil lamp. Yeah, yeah. Your girlfriend it's has just like in an antique something. Uh-huh. The clock itself... I mean, I get it. It's like a doomsday clock that the day's going to end every time you're out there, right? Yeah, especially on Sundays. You know what it's like. And if you're listening to the show right now, you know what it's like. (laughs) On Sundays, when you you have to get up early the next day to start the work week off, the last thing you want is a countdown for the fun to be over. Yeah, and the best thing is you're like, oh, it must be 4 p.m. And then you look at your cell phone. It's only two! Two more hours of drinking! Oh, my God! It's like a time warped. It's not always drinking related, but yes, exactly. Well, whatever you fill in the blank. Two more hours. You'll of never, you'll never have that sensation of not knowing, and then oh, we still got three more hours to relax mm. here. But do you think it would have been a better strategy to wait a week and and to, with your complaint? Because if you when somebody hands you the gift, they the they're excited is, to give it to you. The good thing is we were we were not. At home, so I didn't get the gift. She didn't bring it. She showed me a picture of it. She's like, "This is what I got you," and I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't contain my reaction. She knew, she knew. <laughs> Our relationship is built on honesty. Yeah, I had to tell sure, her. Sure, yeah. That's. I mean, yeah. I just, I just feel uncomfortable with that. Those moments. So anytime I get a gift, which I've got many terrible ones my entire life, and. I don't. Ever since I was a kid, I've just been too scared to say I didn't like anything, so uh-huh. I just don't. Well, guess what you're getting from me for Christmas? <laughs> Giant clock for your backyard. Oh, great.
The new Hawkeye show came out on Disney Plus yesterday. I watched the the first two episodes, Jim. Yeah, and pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I watched it with my son Grayson. He loves anything as long as there's battles. He loves. Hey, Dad, they're gonna battle. Are they gonna battle? <laughs> yeah, I think I think Hawkeye's gonna battle at some point, buddy. Just hang on here. But it's really well done. Um, I, I then had to play Hawkeye with my five year old son for the rest of the evening. <laughs> Daddy, I'm Hawkeye. He's got his little um, toy bow and arrow I, with the suction cup on the end of the arrow. Classic. You know those things. And I'm Hawkeye. You're a bad guy. You're a bad guy, Dad. Okay. Uh, what do you want me to do? You go run away from me. And he has the arrow like drawn back in the bow pointed at me. I'm like, buddy, you can't shoot that at people, okay? It's a, I know it's a toy, but you can't shoot it at people. He's like, okay. What does he do two seconds later? <laughs> uh, sorry, Daddy. I was aiming for the couch. Yeah, of course, sure you were, of kid. course. It stuck to the back of your head. <laughs> <laughs> My bald head. I got a... <laughs> They're always testing things, yeah. eh? Those kids, seeing what they can get away with. That is uh, a kid cannot help themselves aim and shoot stuff. Like when you get a Nerf gun as a kid, you cannot right. tell a kid not to shoot your brother, your sister. It's just inevitable. Yeah, don't don't point the Nerf gun at anybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, I won't. I promise. If you buy me the big uh, rapid fire Nerf gun, I'll never shoot anyone with it, Daddy. Just target practice. <laughs> <laughs> Three kids crying. I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, you peacock, cock, you peacock, cock, cock, you peacock. I want to see you peacock. Sports time, Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. Our sports guy is with us. And some big NFL games today. Raiders, Cowboys, Bill Saints, and starting things off at 12.30 p.m., you have the Bears versus the Lions. And every Thanksgiving down in the U.S., the Detroit Lions get to play football, although some people don't think they should because their team isn't very good. Where do you stand on this, Dev? You know, initially I was kind of on the line of tradition. You should always have the, the Lions play. Who really cares? You're watching for the football, but it's also the experience of it all. The biggest comparable for me is the Christmas Day game in the NBA, where it's it's one of the big days on the NBA schedule, and every year it is different teams playing, and they add more teams playing so i would say not only should the detroit lions be removed from the automatic inclusion on thanksgiving but take out the dallas cowboys as well bring in whoever's hot who wouldn't want to see kansas city this year or the new england patriots the way they're playing all these teams that are a bigger draw than the detroit lions the argument for is that the lions are the ones who started this their their team uh, owner back in 1936 came up with the idea that hey why don't we have a game on thanksgiving to get more fans in the stands and it worked. They came up with the idea, why shouldn't they get to play every Thanksgiving? What I love about that was that very first Thanksgiving game was against the Bears, and they lost. <laughs> and the the, the Lions' uh, last win on Thanksgiving was five years ago. Since then, they have had three different head coaches. They may have started the tradition, but I think they've abdicated their ability to be here year in and year out based on how terrible they are. They have an all-time losing record 
on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving would be better for the Detroit Lions. If they want to actually start winning, they should get off of Thanksgiving because it has done nothing for the franchise. They are as tortured a franchise as you have in the NFL. As you say, it is tradition. Lions possibly losing to the Bears again, just like back in 1936 today. Thanks, Dev. We got to offer our condolences to the people of Wyerton, Ontario. It has been confirmed that Wyerton Willie died again. Hmm? Yeah. Really feels like we're in the movie Groundhog Day because <laughs> <laughs> Wyerton Willie keeps dying over and over again. I, I told you that uh, I was up at a cottage with some friends of mine and we all brought our kids, like drove an hour into Wyerton so the kids could see the groundhog. Mm -hmm. And when we got there, all we found was an empty groundhog uh, habitat and a tombstone. What? So you you didn't go during February. You didn't go on Groundhog Day. You we went didn't go on. No, we went in the summertime. Okay. Expecting that would be dark on Groundhog Day. Expecting to see the, the groundhog in his little home there, but the groundhog wasn't there. And they've got like it, it's a it's a rock and it's a memorial to all the the Wyerton Willies that have filled the role over the years who have since passed on and mm -hmm. at the time we were there there was no wyerton willie because he had just died and now another wyerton willie has died there was some speculation after uh, this past groundhog day they didn't have the groundhog and the mayor of wyerton used a fur hat instead of <laughs> waste of time instead of the groundhog um uh, it turns out now we know that willie had an abscessed tooth and died more than nine months ago because of the abscessed tooth. So why didn't we know? First off, do we need to know? Do we really need to know when one goes and when the new ones, it, like, does it really matter? Like when a new, is, has it always been the same guy inside the Big Bird costume? It was, big, uh, it was until he passed away. I guess maybe that's not a great comparison, but why do we need to know that? And why would you cover it up? Like what, what? What? What's going on here? Why don't they change the name of the groundhog when you they get a new groundhog? That. You can't stick that. with Wyerton. Yes. Okay, put a number at the end of it then. Wyerton <laughs> Willie the seventh. Yeah, I mean that, yeah, that's fine. Wyerton Willie the twenty fifth. Or why bother? Why isn't it always just Wyerton Willie? You want to take the approach where if if your kids are out of the house and their pet dies, you go you rush to the pet store and you get a new pet. Yes, and just. Don't tell them that anything happened. Listen, we all know what's going on. We all know these these groundhogs don't live as long as a tortoise. They're not living 100 years. We know what's up. We know uh -huh. eventually they got to be replaced. But why acknowledge it? Uh, they are going to use, they tr traditionally, and apparently they're hard to find, use a white groundhog uh, for Wyerton Willie's role. But they're going to have to, uh, they're going to have to go with a brown groundhog for February. Hmm. Okay. Can't you just like uh, get the bleach out, spray paint. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Whose idea was it to spray paint Wyerton Willie? We lost another one. Oh, no. Mayor, do you still have your white hat? Get your hat out, Mayor. Connor McDavid getting some heat. He uh, shared a tour of his Edmonton home with Architectural Digest magazine, and he's getting roasted. People saying it's a very boring-looking house 
with not a lot of color, but he does have a basketball court in the basement. And if you have a basketball court in your basement, you're doing all right. I would say you made it, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of what we're we're talking about here. What is the thing that you always thought, if I ever have this in my home, I've made it. A lot of people saying an underground parking garage, kind of like Tony Stark's parking garage. Hmm. You know what I mean? You, you pull your cars right into your house. Yeah, and then like the, the floor opens up when oh, you yeah. leave the house or whatever. Like your, your laneway opens up from the from the ground up. Here's, this one's a little more obtainable, I think. A trash compactor. Yeah, if you can scrape together 180 bucks, you could probably put that in if you really want. Another one that's attainable but would be cool too, you know, the bar with the Guinness on tap at perfect temperature. Yeah. Attainable, but you know, rarely do people go that far. I you you were at my old house and I had a uh, it was a confer- converted fridge, but I had beer on tap. Problem is, if you tap a keg, you have to drink it. Problem. Okay. <laughs> One man's problem. It's another man's glory. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? You got to have people over quite a bit if you're going to go through a keg once you open a keg. You can get the smaller kegs. Yeah, I, I think guess. it's a I think it's a, you know, a special occasion type thing to have. Yeah, it's always cool. A secret tunnel behind a bookcase or a grandfather clock. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Webster. You turn it to like 420 and then your smoke room opens up. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, Jim. That's the one. <laughs> That's the dream right there. <laughs> the grandfather clock that opens to your smoke room. Because, <laughs> yeah, there's like another suggestion that says the cigar slash man lounge with the nice leather seating. That would be That'd nice. Be cool, yeah. Water slide. Yep, yep. Or, or a slide, getting a lot of those. I saw a water slide. It was on Facebook Marketplace, and it was like a legit, I think it was like a, a campground was selling like a real water slide, and they said, make us an offer, and I don't need a water slide. I have nowhere I could put a water slide, but I almost made them an offer. Because <laughs> they got to get rid of it, right? <laughs> well, just so I could feel like I made it. <laughs> was it the tube, like the covered slide? It was It was like a tube water slide. It Holy. wasn't a huge one, but it was a legitimate like commercial grade yeah. Water slide that was for sale. Make us an offer. Mm. My wife would have been furious. <laughs> <laughs> Might stick out a little. <laughs> Where's that going? Well, what if I tell you, uh, we'll keep the water slide, but I'll get you a trash compactor. Honey. <laughs> How does that sound? Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcast, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.